Hi, this is Corey Turner, and along with my wife Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Thank you so much. Welcome to Numa Church. What an honour to be uh, pre- preaching the Word this morning and uh, I hope you're doing really well. Cannot wait to see you very soon uh, here live, whether it's our city location or any one of our other locations, east, south and west here in Melbourne. Uh, it's exciting today. Our Numa Bangkok location is going back to in-person services and so let's be praying for them as they meet together. Um, what a fascinating, uh, it's one word to use, fascinating season that we've all been through and uh, long overdue that we meet together, we serve each other and we worship together. And uh, I just want to um, share with you some words of wisdom to navigate the season. You know, the Bible is filled with all sorts of exhortations to um, exercise wisdom in practical matters. The book of Proverbs is filled with all sorts of axioms around uh, how we should live our lives, whether it's concerning our finances, our relationships, how we do business, how we look after ourselves. Uh, The book of James in um, the New Testament has been labelled as the Proverbs of the New Testament. It's filled with all sorts of practical exhortations. And so before I get into my message today and... uh, I, I pray and we begin to preach. I want to share with you just a key, uh, some keys and some thoughts, some words of wisdom that will really help you navigate the minefield of the season that we currently find ourselves in. I think it's really important that we exercise practical wisdom. Firstly, I want to say to all of us at Numa Church, be very careful about using God said to justify your particular decisions in this season. Uh, I'm seeing um, some believers uh, use the God card, God said, to justify all sorts of things when really it's more about how they feel about something than necessarily God said. Obviously in a church like ours, we're building a culture where we're empowering and equipping people to hear the voice of God. But you need to understand God's voice will never contradict God's Word. And so God's Word is filled with all sorts of truth that we need to build our lives upon as a foundation. And when God speaks to us, uh, He speaks to us primarily through His Word. And when He speaks to us prophetically or otherwise, it's because He's uh, actually trying to highlight something, but it will never contradict His Word. Be very careful about using God said to justify all sorts of choices and decisions. Make sure you don't misinterpret your feelings or impressions as necessarily God's voice. Make sure that whatever voice you're listening to, it lines up with the truth of God's Word. Secondly, understand that the primary mission of the church is to advance the Kingdom of God, not your particular crusade or cause. Uh, One of the things over the last two years as your pastor and as the leader of Numa Church, along with my wife and all of the different governance teams here, is that from time to time, there are different people in the church across the body of Christ that want 
us as leaders to champion their school of thought, their crusade and their cause. And I just wanna say to you that you need to know we've been working very, very hard behind the scenes, having conversations with uh, uh, members of parliament, heads of churches. I've been in so many different meetings at a national and state level. Uh, We've been talking with journalists. We've been talking with lawyers. There's been a whole lot of work that's going on behind the scenes, but we have not forgotten the primary focus and mission of the Church of Jesus Christ. And that is to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. It's our mission is to advance the Kingdom of God across the nations. We are not here to fight government. Jesus said, my Kingdom is not of this world. And whilst there are some things going on in the world right now that are concerning me, concerning you, the truth is we're here to build the Kingdom of God. And so let's keep our focus where it needs to be. That's the primary mission of the church. And it's so important that we stay focused and intentional about what we're here to do. Also, word of wisdom I'd say is don't turn open-handed opinions into closed-handed convictions and cut off people from your life in this season. I see a lot of people taking uh, very much open-handed opinions and turning them into closed-handed, closed convictions and they're destroying relationships. They're cutting people off. They're walking in disunity. And it's not healthy and it's not good. In the Bible, there are open-handed issues and there are closed-handed issues. Never turn an open-handed opinion into a closed-handed conviction. Let's not cut people off. Let's honour people. Let's love people. Let's make sure we're not meddling in other people's business, but we're getting on with the business of following Jesus. It's so important that we understand the great commandment is still the great commandment. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. We're called to walk in grace. We're called to walk in unity. And we're called to love each other even when we have differences of perspective and opinion. Not only that, I would say be careful of drawing unhelpful conclusions about the vaccination from social media. Social media is not where you get your particular medical advice as to all things vaccination. I understand there's lots of diverse opinions. You're entitled to your opinion. I just encourage you, go and speak to your local GP. Go and speak to your doctor. Get real medical advice and don't draw your perspective all just from everything that is going on on the internet. It's unfortunately, we live in a culture where we've been told there's so much fake news around that we don't know what to believe from what is true, from what is not true. And so you need to make sure you get the right advice. And uh, there are medicos out there that will give you the right advice and will help you navigate your particular medical situation. Also, I would say to every believer, particularly those who are immersed right now in all things, the book of Revelation and the end of the world, I would just say to you that the COVID vax isn't the mark of the beast to enslave you and it's not poison to kill you. It's really important that you have a healthy, accurate perspective on this uh, because there are some Christians drawing unhelpful conclusions that are not biblical, that are not real, that are not practical. And uh, we know that uh, this world is broken. We know that the world at best will offer up its best man-made solutions. 
but at the end of the day, the hope of the world is Jesus. But that doesn't mean we ignore some of the practical things that God has given us capacity to develop and create to help us. And I just say, regardless of your perspective on the vax, don't spiritualise it, don't theologise it, but understand that man is doing their best attempt to try and help people protect them and their well-being in a very difficult medical emergency season. And so let's do our best to keep a healthy perspective on all things vaccination. On Sunday, November 28th, we're coming together to serve each other, to worship Jesus at every location. Let's focus on that. Let's get excited. Let's anticipate that as we open up our Melbourne locations. It's been long overdue. And together, we're gonna see the glory of Jesus break out across our locations. And we're gonna move into 2022 and see God's Kingdom advance across the nations. I hope that you receive those words of wisdom today. Let's let's honour each other. Let's honour God. And let's pray as we get into the Word today. Father, I just thank You so much for Your presence. I thank You, Lord, for Your Word that edifies us, that builds us up and encourages us. And I pray, Lord God, today that You would bless us through Your Word. God, as You speak to us today, may it be quickened to my mind and heart, may it be quickened to our minds and hearts. May the glory of Jesus be seen in our lives as we live out what we're hearing today. In Jesus' Name, everyone said, Amen. I want you to go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Thank you so very much, Pastor Joel. I was just, you were lulling me into the Word of the Lord with your twinkle fingers. Uh, Ephesians 3, verse 14. Um, I love our worship team. I've got to say, in this auditorium today, as we uh, broadcast this service, such a strong presence of God. And uh, just thank you so much, worship team, for your ministry. Just such a blessing. Can't wait to, we're all back live together. Uh, Verse 14, Ephesians 3. For this reason, Paul says, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him, verse 20, who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. What a powerful passage. I wanna speak to you today on the subject. There's always more in God. There's always more in God. When uh, my wife and I were leading uh, our first church plant that we planted many years ago, some of you would have heard we Uh, needed $100,000 to fit out part of the facility that we were leasing uh, in order to keep growing with the church. We didn't have it. We're a young church, didn't have a lot of money. Remember one night, my wife and I praying together that God would give us a strategy, would uh, open the windows of heaven and show us how we were to raise this money. And uh, we'd been to the church with various offerings and knew that we couldn't go back to a 
another offering. We needed another strategy. And in the midst of that prayer, the Holy Spirit said to me, a crazy idea, I want you to run from Sydney to Melbourne to raise the money. Now, at that time, I thought that was of the flesh or at least of the devil because only the devil would suggest an idea like that. And yet after a couple of hours of praying about it and strategizing, uh, it was clear that God was really putting something on our hearts. And so, you know, I thought, you know, surely something like that's not necessarily gonna raise a whole lot of money. Well, three months later, we launched out from Hillsong Church in Sydney and ran two weeks later, arrived back in Melbourne over 1,000 kilometres. And instead of 100,000, we raised $160,000. And it was a real testimony to when you obey God, there's always more in God. The story of the Bible and my own story reveals there's always more in God. When 5,000 men besides women and children needed lunch at the Jesus conference, uh, Jesus had in front of Him five loaves and two fish. And yet in God, your little becomes much. And so those five loaves and two fish actually were multiplied to feed thousands of people because there's always more in God. When Peter toiled all night with an empty fishing net and Jesus came along and said, hey, Peter, throw your nets over the other side. And Peter said, Lord, we've been toiling all night, but at Your will, I'll be obedient. They hauled in such a great catch of fish that their nets began to break. Let me tell you, there's always more in God. When the wine ran out at the wedding in Cana and Mary, the mother of Jesus, just told the servants, do whatever He tells you because she had a revelation they didn't have. And the host said, wow, you've saved the best wine until last because there's always more in God. When Jacob asked God for bread to eat and clothing to wear, God came and said, bread and clothing, Jacob, there's a nation inside of you. Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because there is always more in God. When Jesus died on the cross, the disciples concluded it was the end. It's all over. Let's go back to fishing. And yet when they turned up to the tomb three days later, the angel said, why are you looking for the de- the, the living amongst the dead? Because there's always, more in God. If you've concluded that you've done it all, seen it all and bought the T-shirt when it comes to your relationship with God, you've concluded wrong because there's always more in God. And one of the problems that our brokenness confronts us with is that we tend to limit God to the size of our circumstance. The doctor's report comes in, The bills pile up, the press conference brings bad news and all of a sudden God is reduced to the size of our interpretation of the circumstance. An unrenewed mind will always assume that because the circumstances says it, that settles it. But I'm here to tell you today, there's always more in God. When the 12 spies returned from the promised land, 10 brought back a negative report because it seemed to them like they were grasshoppers. And so as they had their own limited self-revelation of themselves, so it appeared to their adversaries, they became more impressed with the problem than they did with the God who promised them the land that they were called to. 
Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal, not the removal of your mind, the renewal of your mind, so that you'll be able to test and discern God's good, pleasing and perfect will. Seeing God for who He really is requires a renewed mind. How do you get a renewed mind? Well, you open your Bible and you read it. It's a really good, important step to actually discerning and understanding the the God that you're in relationship with. If you own a Bible, but you never read it, don't be surprised if your view of God is shaped by the dominant voice of the world around us. I wanna encourage you just do something simple. Help yourself out, open your Bible and read it every single day and get God's perspective on who He is because the Bible is primarily about Him, not about you. And as you become more impressed with who He is, you'll discover a lot of things in your life will just fall into place as you understand who God is. Not only read your Bible, but listen to the preaching that comes from this house. Listen to a podcast regularly. Listen and take notes. Don't just pay mental assent to it. Don't just, you know, say, oh, Pastor, that was a nice sermonette. Um, No, actually listen and study the Word and really get the Word that God is giving because God gives fivefold ministry gifts. He gives preachers and teachers to the church to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry and to help shape your thinking and understanding about the truth of God's Word. A.W. Tozer said this, he said, A low view of God is the cause of 1,000 lesser evils, but a high view of God is the solution to 10,000 problems. I wanna tell you, there's a solution to every problem in your life. It is an accurate view of who God is. When Jesus asked us to pray in Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's inviting us, He's calling us to live on earth from heaven's perspective. That we're gonna live from the perspective of God's thoughts and God's ways in heaven in the earthly realm. There's a saying that says, oh, that person, they're so heavenly minded, they're of no earthly good. Well, I think the opposite is true. We can be so earthly minded, we're of no heavenly good. You see, Romans 8, 6 says, the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life. We've got to understand that God is beyond every circumstance that you and I have faced over these last two years. He's beyond what it is that you're facing right now. And so as you read your Bible, you begin to discern truth from error about who God is. And you come into a place of faith where you believe that God is able to do far more than you ask or think. Bible says in verse 20, now to Him who is able, to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Now that root word for that phrase, far more abundantly, is the Greek word hooper and it means beyond all scope or comprehension. So it's saying no matter what you ask God for or what you can imagine, God can exceed it beyond all scope and comprehension. Ask God the craziest request. He can do far more, exceed it beyond all scope and comprehension. Imagine the wildest idea. God can exceed it beyond all scope and comprehension. You say, where is there evidence in the Bible of that? Well, when King Solomon asked God for wisdom, 
God gave him more than what he bargained for. He not only gave Solomon wisdom, but he gave him riches and honour. 1 Kings 3.13, he says, I give you also what you have not asked me for, both riches and honour. Why? Because we're in relationship with a God who can do far more abundantly above all that we could ask or think. When Israel looked more like a wasteland than a promised land, as the, the judgment was being rolled out across the land, God gave Isaiah and the nation of Israel and Isaiah 55, 8, a promise in the Word of the Lord. He said, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts and so are my ways. So if your, your ways and my ways are gonna become God's ways, we're gonna think like God. We're gonna get an accurate view of who God is. We're gonna begin to think God's thoughts for our lives. And one of the names for God is El Shaddai. It means God Almighty or God is able. When Abram was 99 years old, his wife Sarah was barren. Uh, Abram's body wasn't working like it used to. Uh, he, 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 the promise had been given to him, the promised son, but it had not come to pass. It is now 25 years after the promised child. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen. God introduces Himself to Abraham as El Shaddai. He said, I am able. I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. I am able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you could ever ask, think or imagine. If you've concluded that there's nothing more in God for you, you've concluded wrong because we're in relationship with El Shaddai. We're in relationship with God Almighty. God is able. God has more for you today and in 2022 than what you're currently walking in. He has more purpose for you. He has more ministry for you. He has more of a calling for you to fulfil. He has more fruit that you are to grow in in 2022. He has more blessing and favour that He wants you to have upon your life. If Jesus had to grow in favour and stature with God and man, so do you and I. There's more favour, there's more stature, there's more blessing, there's more people to minister to. There is more presence of God to access in your life. There's more truth and revelation in the Word of God. Don't draw a full stop where God is simply ha having a conversation with you and He's at a comma in your your life. The Bible is filled with all sorts of exhortations around the more of God for your life. Romans 5.20 says, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. It's not just more, it's much more. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.7, if the ministry of death carved in letters of stone came with much glory, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even, here it is, more glory. We're in relationship with not just the God of enough, but more than enough. There is always more in God. One of the chief obstacles to God moving more through our lives, however, is our lack of partnership with the presence of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. There's a really important phrase and word in this passage in verse 20. After Paul has said, God is able to do far more abundantly, more than we can ask or think, he says this, according, everybody say according, according to the power at work within us. So it's true. And a lot of people quote the first part, 
they don't necessarily quote the second part. But if the first part's gonna become a reality in your lifestyle, then your obedience to the second part has gotta be part of the equation. The word according to, or the phrase according to means in agreement with. It means dependent upon. So in other words, Paul is saying, God's more than able to do far more abundantly than you can ask or think, but it's dependent on your agreement, your partnership, your co-labouring with the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. There is no limit to God's power. He is El Shaddai. He is almighty. He is able. The only limitation is our lack of co-labouring our lack of partnership, our lack of obedience, our lack of agreement with the presence of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's Word that lives inside of us. 1 Corinthians 3.9 says, we are co-labourers with God. Who is the God that lives inside of you if you're a follower of Christ? Well, Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. When you get saved by the blood of Jesus and your sins are washed away, that may be, seem like a weird concept to navigate, but the Scriptures teach this and the, the history books reveal this, that, that the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, for everyone who repents of their sin and confesses the Lordship of Jesus and asks for forgiveness, you are now saved. And when you get saved, the presence of the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You're now the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're now the habitation of heaven. You're now like the, the God's crib on earth, right? You, you, you now house in who you are and what you do and what you're about. You house, you are now uh, the, the portal of heaven in you because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That same power that brooded over the formless void in Genesis 1, just waiting for the Father to declare those words, let there be light. Holy Spirit said, yep, let's go. And there, the Bible says, and there was light. That same power, if you're a follower of Jesus, lives in you. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you and is gonna give life to your mortal body and you're gonna have a heavenly body where you can eat as many Krispy Kreme donuts as you want and no calories will be added. You won't feel sick. None, none of the side effects of any vaccination will hurt you. I'm telling you right now, you can find yourself in a place in God for all eternity because of the presence of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. But, and there's a big but, but your mind is still carnal. Just because you got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and now you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean the operating system of your mind is in alignment and conformity to the truth of God's Word and who God is. Your mind is still carnal. It needs to be renewed. It needs to be transformed. Your will is still rebellious. Your will is still carnal. It wants to do what it wants to do. And so your will needs to be broken. Psalm 51, 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not 
despise. The journey of sanctification, becoming more like Jesus, is the process of transformation, whereby your mind, your will and your emotions come into conformity and alignment with the new creation reality, the new person that's living inside of you. And so if God is gonna do exceeding and abundantly more beyond all scope and comprehension in your life, it is gonna require you to actually begin to partner with the person that lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit needs something to work with. It needs truth to work with. It needs God's thinking to work with. It needs a right, accurate view of God. It needs wisdom from heaven to work with. And the good news is it's all available to you. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God, He'll give it to you. Don't be double-minded. And how does He primarily give it to us? He gives it to us through His Word. I thank God for prophecies, I move in prophecy. We have prophets in this church. I thank God for His voice. But let me tell you, what is my bread and butter every single day is the Word of God, the Logos Word, the Rhema Word that comes to me every day. This is the primary way that God speaks to us. And so as we expose ourselves and come into alignment with the truth of this Word, the power that works within us begins to act the more that God wants to do through us. God will move through you according to your obedience to His power working in you. That's so good, I'm gonna say it again. God will move through you. He'll move more through you according to your obedience to His power working in you. Following Jesus is a lifelong journey of learning to get out of the way so God can have His say and His way in your life. You want God to move more through you next year? I do, does anyone else? Oh, on the other side, I'm just believing in faith. You got your hand raised right now. I want God to move more through me in 2022. Well, it's gonna require my flesh to get out of the way. It's gonna require my petty little offences to get out of the way. It's gonna require my personal comfort and complacency to get out of the way. There never would have been a cross without a Gethsemane. And in Gethsemane, Jesus said, yet not my will, but your will be done. If Jesus, the Son of God, had a wrestle with His will, with His Father, and had to acknowledge that His will was different to His Father's will, but He had to learn obedience through what He suffered, how many of us are gonna have to sometimes go, yet not my will? but your will be done. You see, the greatest danger for those who have been Christians for a long time is you get saved and then you stop growing. You get good, but you stop and you become complacent with your goodness. You need to understand you may have started to climb the mountain of relationship with God. You may have started to climb that mountain of purpose and calling in your life. 
But then you stopped at the halfway house, the chalet up of personal convenience on the mountain. And so you're like, I actually like to just warm my cold little hands around the fire. And I actually like my personal comforts and convenience. I like church the way it was and how we used to do it. And, and I, I, I just, I, I'm offended at what someone said or what happened. And so you parked at the chalet of offence. You parked at the halfway house of complacency and personal convenience. And I'm here to tell somebody today, there's always more in God. There is a pinnacle, there is a height, there is a mountaintop that God is wanting you to go to in 2022. Many believers don't access the more that God has for them because they get saved and they stop beholding the glory of the Lord. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 3.18, as we behold the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. I'm telling you, there's another degree of glory in 2022. There's another degree of glory in Newman Church. Thank God for what He's done. But I'm telling you, we're heading to a centenary. We're heading to a hundred years of celebration of this church over the next four years and they will be our final in Jesus' Name. We are heading to harvest. We are heading to an expansion all over the earth. We're heading to souls saved, disciples made. Why? Because there's always more in God. You might've concluded, well, I've done enough, I've seen enough and I've bought the T-shirt, but I'm here today to tell you there's always more in God. How do you partner with the Holy Spirit to move more abundantly through you? It's a great question. I'm so glad you asked it. The answer is firstly, listen closely. Listen closely. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, to draw near to listen is better than to offer up the fat of rams. Listen closely. How do you access the more of God? Listen to His Word closely. Listen to the preaching closely. Listen to the voice of God and other believers closely. And align that with the truth of God's Word. Listen closely. Number two, how do you access the more? You obey promptly. You listen closely, but you obey promptly. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. You obey promptly. The distance between God's Word and your obedience is the distance between where you are and the more that God has for you. You obey promptly. Number three, you repent quickly. Acts 3.19 says, repent that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come to you. If you're feeling weary, you need to be refreshed. Maybe you need to repent of something. Maybe you need to let go of something. Maybe you need to drop that offence and repent of your views towards other believers and this and that. Repent quickly. Keep a short account of sin with God. Don't harbour bitterness and resentment and all sorts of things. It'll destroy, it'll cut off the more that God has for you. How do you access the more that God's got for you? Number four, you walk humbly. Micah 6.8 says, What does the Lord require of you? Act justly, love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And lastly, how do you partner with the Holy Spirit to move more through your life? You love unconditionally. Ephesians 3.17, 
Just a few verses before verse 20, He says that we would be rooted and grounded in love. What does that mean? It means that everything we do is motivated by God's love for people. It's motivated by, for love. You can do the right thing for the wrong reasons. I can minister and preach, not out of love for you, love for God, but out of selfish motives. You can do ministry, you can do religious acts for all the wrong reasons. But I tell you, when you listen closely, you obey promptly, you repent quickly, you walk humbly with your God and you love God and people unconditionally, no matter what you go through, I'm telling you, you will access the more that God has for you because it will be according to the power that works within you. In 2022 and today, on this Sunday in November, as we head back towards re-entry to in-person services, there's always more in God. There's always more that God has for you. And I feel the Spirit of God, you know, over several months, just the residue of fatigue in me has been building as we've been navigating all of the things that we've been navigating. I'm sure like you, you're tired, fatigued, need a holiday. Uh, But even in the midst of that, as I've been tempted to step back and retreat from some of the things that God has called me to and, and put on my heart, I've been reminded there's always more in God. Don't sacrifice the more at the chalet of personal convenience. Let's put our backpack on. Let's put our walking shoes on. Let's get moving for 2022. Make no small plans. Wherever you are, I want you to stand to your feet. We're gonna pray together and I'm gonna pray for you as we worship. Father, I just thank You so much for Your people. I thank You, Lord, for Your Word. I thank You that You are able to do far more than we can ask or think according to the power that's at work within us. And because of that, to You be the glory throughout all generations. I pray, O God, for the presence and power of Your Spirit to take this Word, apply it to our heart. That God, You would begin to transform our thinking, realign our minds, realign our hearts. That Jesus, You would be high and lifted up as we live this out this week. Father, I just pray for anybody right now that has wrongly concluded. There's nothing more in You. There's nothing more. I've done it all, seen it all. Nothing can work in my circumstance. Lord, today we're reminded You are able. You are El Shaddai. You are God Almighty. There's always more in God. Father, I just pray the truth of that. Lord, would fill us today with hope and courage and faith. Use us. Minister through us. Give us grace and strength for the time of weakness and need that we're facing in our lives. And let everything that we do be to Your glory and honour. I pray in Jesus' Name. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, 
turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.